Welcome to 15 Minute Freelancer, your snack-sized guide to being your own boss and building a business that works for you. I'm your host, Louise Shanahan. I'm a freelance health copywriter, and on this podcast, I take you behind the scenes so you can borrow from what's worked and what hasn't as you grow your own freelance business. We'll also have some practical tips and tactics from special guests along the way so you can skip a few steps on your own freelancing journey. So without further ado, let's get started with today's episode. If you enjoy it, hit follow so you don't miss the next one. Today on 15 Minute Freelancer, I am talking to Lisa Tennant, who runs a virtual assistant service, and we're going to be talking all things delegation and outsourcing. So if you're feeling like you just don't have enough hours in the day and you might need some help to trim your to-do list, but maybe you're feeling a bit reluctant to outsource or you're not quite sure where to start, then this episode is for you. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Louise. Thanks for having me. I mentioned delegation and outsourcing just there. So for freelancers, this might look like hiring a VA or hiring subcontractors or maybe hiring specialists for particular tasks, such as designing your website or something like that. Sometimes that process can be a bit daunting. So I wonder if you could maybe kick us off with some insight into why so many of us solo business owners find it so hard to delegate. Yeah, I think one of the mistakes that we make, especially when we're freelancers and we're on our own, is that we get very stuck in the detail. When you're starting out in business, I think you do get very stuck in the process of your own business, in the order in which you do things. And as that goes on, it can feel quite difficult when you reach a place where you know that really you need help. It just becomes almost too much, you know, how am I going to explain to somebody else how all of these processes work or in which order I like to do things. And some people just wait too long uh, to delegate and really should have probably done it sooner. Concerns about someone not being as passionate about your business as they are, that's always a big one because obviously you've grown this business, you've nurtured it, you love it, and it can be really frightening to think that you're going to let someone else into your world and they won't be able to have those same feelings that you've got. And of course, financial worries. Some people just worry about the cost. Can they actually afford to delegate to somebody? I'll wait until um, I've got a few more clients or there's a little bit more money coming in. But more often than not, that doesn't ever happen because you get stuck in this place where you haven't delegated you're trying to do everything you don't actually have enough income coming in because you can't grow the business because you're trying to do everything yourself so uh, it's a bit of a vicious cycle really but I've been there myself in a previous business where I didn't delegate and it was just me working flat out 24 hours a day seven days a week for like 10 years and this time around I have made sure I've delegated right from day one. I know for me, when I first started working with a VA, the things that I was a little bit anxious about were things like that idea that I've got a certain way of doing things and I don't know if someone else will do it the same way as me. What will it be like giving feedback to someone? I don't want to upset them, you know, things like that. And then also an element of feeling a bit embarrassed to show someone behind the scenes because, you know, I... I like to think that I give this impression of being super organized and, you know, I am pretty organized, but actually letting someone see what that looks like behind the scenes. It's kind of like you might hire a cleaner and you think, oh, I better clean my house before yeah. they come around. <laughs> you know, there's a bit of that. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you've got any advice for what we can do to overcome some of these mindset blocks and practical blocks to outsourcing work or getting help. 
I think it's important to recognise that asking for help is not a loss of control and that it's okay for somebody to see behind the curtain and they're not going to judge you for it. And being honest with yourself about where your strengths and weaknesses lie, because we're not good at everything. You know, I'm not great with the numbers, to be honest with you. Math (laughs) is not my strong point. So I'd rather get rid of that straight away. But yeah, I think it is important. I mean, you're not going to be the best person at finance or marketing or sales. And the trouble is, if you try to be good at everything, you kind of end up, you know, leaving jobs to the last minute, push, pushing them to the bottom of the pile all the time or not doing them at all. And as a result, your business can really suffer. So I do think being honest with yourself is key and recognising if you're making excuses. Are you saying to yourself, oh, no, it's not because I'm not good at that. I just I don't have the time. It's really about being aware that actually maybe you, you're not doing that job because you're not very good at it, you don't like it, Mm -hmm. it stresses you out. Mm -hmm. And if you can be honest and answer those questions, then it will help you decide who to take on, if you should say take somebody on, what you should give to somebody. I mean, one of the things I would suggest is completing the time audit of your day-to-day business tasks, Mm -hmm. uh, probably over like a month. Gathering that information will help you see which jobs you could outsource and how much time they will take. Mm-hmm. And it will also help you decide who you need. Do you need a full-time person, a part-time person, a temporary staff member if it's just for a one-off project? Do you need somebody who's specialised in their field like a copywriter or a graphic designer or a VA, for example, if you want somebody but you don't have quite enough hours to give a part-time mm-hmm. person? But, yeah, I think you just need to understand what it is that you're you're not great at what where your strengths are that's where you should be I mean you went into this business because you love it and if you end up stuck doing jobs you really hate you'll end up resenting your business in my personal opinion. Mm. So you mentioned the time audit how does that work in practice how can people do that? So there's no, I mean, I actually have a template which I'm more than happy to share oh, with you. Oh great yes you we can, can add that in the show it. notes. Yeah. There are apps like Toggle, for example, which um, you can use to press the start and the stop button every time you do a job. And you can just add that into the template. And then at the end of the month, you can have a look at that and see, you know, where were, where were you spending most of your time? And, and was it on the jobs that you wanted to do? Or was it on the work that you were, you really enjoyed? Or is your focus somewhere else because you're knee deep in the, you know, the, the invoicing mm-hmm. or the sales or the admin? And is that something that you could actually say, well, well, you know, I don't need to do that. And so a time audit is a great way for you to see where your time is going, what you could release and how many hours you really need to to give to somebody to do that. And it's like you were saying earlier, this is really about making space and time to work on your business rather than being stuck in it, which we hear a lot. But what, what does that actually mean in practice? And it sounds like the time audit could be a great way to free up that space Mm -hmm. and time to do that or just to make time for other things you know if you want to reduce your hours or something like that then outsourcing would be a way to do that and also you know spending time with family I think that's paramount spending time with your family you shouldn't Mm. you know that shouldn't be compromised and I know it often is then people feel like they have to work you know really long hours but Actually, I think you should know upfront when you start the business where your compromises are going to be. For me, um, this time around in, in with this business that I'm running now, uh, that wasn't going to be a compromise I was willing to make. I've got young children and I want to make sure that I'm not neglecting the time I spend with them to run the business. So I think if you can factor that in early on as well, that's, that will really help you with that delegation process. 
And have you got any other suggestions for how people think about what tasks to delegate and when to do that? It's mm. a kind of like a chicken and egg situation, but I do think you should delegate as early as you can. And I know I've heard say, well, they were worried about the money, but they just did it anyway and thought they'd figure that out later. And that's because you kind of pushed more in the direction of having to sort it out if you are delegating you know you've got to pay somebody it might seem difficult to understand the concept of delegating early when you might not have much money coming in but if you do get bogged down with the work you won't have the time to bring in new business anyway so your your income's never going to grow to a point where you're going to take somebody on so I think one of the first people you should delegate to is an accountant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that, you know, nobody should do their own accounts. It's just an awful thing to do, especially when you're running a limited company. And then set yourself a realistic goal of what you want to live on. So in the early stages, not what you want to make, you know, just what you need to live on. So that once you hit that target or get close to it, then you can start to delegate the work that's slowing you down or making you stressed and unhappy and the work that's fundamentally distracting you from what you love about your business. Once you get to that point, that target amount, that I think that's a good time then to start delegating because, but not to be tempted with, oh, well, you know, there's there's, a, there's another client coming in and that will be an extra, you know, a few hundred pounds a month. Uh, I'll just keep that client for me. That's probably not a good idea because if you do that, you'll never, ever, ever get to that point where you you outsource and my strap line is you know without time you can't scale mm. and if your if your goal is to grow your business you're you're going to hit a ceiling at some point on how far you can grow it if you don't build a team if you don't have that support if you're not trying to grow your business and you're just trying to bring in an income then fine it's completely different but if mm. you're trying to grow your business which most people are then delegating early before you've got knee deep in the detail is much mm. uh, better than than doing it later when it's it just feels like a mountain to climb. I think that makes a lot of sense. But even if that doesn't feel like something people can do straight away, it certainly makes sense to document your processes so that when you are in a position to start delegating or outsourcing, you've got something that at least is a starting point to share. This is how yeah. I do this kind of task. This is how I do this. And they can build on that. Absolutely. I actually wrote a blog post about that recently. <laughs> uh, and that's something I do. I've done from day one where uh, I almost write like a manual for the business. Mm. So when that person eventually comes in as as our business grows, then it's already there. All the processes are all laid mm. out, written down where, you know, the links to all the documents, files and whatever are already, um, mm-hmm. all, you know, well documented. So I think that's an absolutely brilliant idea. And it probably helps us stay organized ourselves as well, doesn't it? Because we're forced to sort of think, how should I do this? What would this look like if I do it in the ideal way? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And then I think, um, uh, you know, little things like you might, it's hard to remember. So I've got automation set up and I can't even remember sometimes what they're set up for. And and so I actually developed like a workflow. So Mm -hmm. uh, if somebody comes in and they're being onboarded, I I just don't have to double check myself and think, oh, I can't, do I have to, do I have to Mm -hmm. send them an email? It's already there. I've I've written it all down. So I think that's Mm -hmm. uh, a really good thing to do. And like you say it does help keep you organized as well and that approach makes sense if you were to work with a virtual assistant equally if you were to be subcontracting some of your actual project work as well if you've got your processes already set up let's say in Trello or something like that it just makes that whole situation of delegating so much easier because you're not training somebody up from scratch if you know what I mean When we're working with other people, when we're outsourcing, often that requires us to 
give people access to our passwords, you know, through a password manager, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. might require us to, uh, you know, you might be letting someone else liaise with clients on your behalf. You might be worried about subcontracting work. Are they going to deliver on time? And all of this comes down to trust and finding people that not only will do a great job, but that you can trust them. I wonder if you've got any thoughts on that. How do we find the right people and how do we nurture these relationships that are based on trust? Yeah, I think this can be a difficult one for a lot of people. And sometimes it does come down to trial and error. But generally, you would ask for recommendations. So if you're going to be taking on somebody who's specialised in you know, graphic design or something like that, then you would be asking from other people that you know, or for a VA, the same thing, you'd be asking for recommendations. And I also think, you know, if you can try before you buy, it's always a, a good option. For, uh, mm-hmm. With us, for example, we offer a one hour free trial. So uh, it gives you a little bit of a taster on how we work. And, and the benefits for you. If you're going to be employing someone, uh, then obviously you want to pick someone with the right skills and who comes with the right references. But fundamentally, somebody who's aligned with your core values and it's doing your due diligence, just checking. So we make sure everybody, all our VAs are insured. We do use password managers. We're insured for, for data and cyber security and all of that kind of thing and registered with the ICO. So it's making sure that you're choosing a company that has all of the right credentials it was willing to sign an NDA if you need them mm-hmm. to but sometimes things don't work out sometimes there are compatibility issues it's just mm-hmm. like but for me I, I would say it's just like a driving test you just have to get straight back in and do it again <laughs> because you can't feel like you know oh, it's too scary I've been burnt once I'm never going to go there mm-hmm. again it might take a couple of tries before you find the right fit but it shouldn't put you off yeah it's part of the process isn't it it's part of doing yeah. business <laughs> So thank you so much, Lisa. That's been great. There's loads of great tips for people there. If people want to ask you any questions about any of this or find out more about your services, where can they find you? So people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at LTVA Services, or they can find me under my uh, personal name, Lisa Tennant, on LinkedIn. And visit the website for that one hour free trial, which is LTVAServices.com. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you so much, Lisa. And thanks to everybody for listening. As always, if you've enjoyed it, please like, review, share, subscribe, all of those calls to action. (laughs) And until next time, happy freelancing. If you've enjoyed this episode of 15 Minute Freelancer, please consider leaving a review or sharing it with a freelance friend. Hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss the next one. And remember, you get even more bonus content when you sign up for the 15 Minute Freelancer newsletter. All the links are in the show notes and at 15minutefreelancer.com. Thanks and until next time, happy freelancing! <laughs>